You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Turn to someone, wave at that person as you take your seats. Hallelujah. You welcome them to church. Thank you, worship team. Glory, glory. We bless the name of the Lord. And it's always good to be together. Always good to be together in fellowship with one another and with the Lord himself right here in our midst. Because he said to us, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. Amen. So because we're here, he is here. Isn't that wonderful? That he would honor us with his presence. What a privilege. That the king of kings, the lord of lords, the maker of heaven and earth, yes, would honor us with his presence. That he would be in our midst. And I know he's here. Amen. As you were worshiping, did you feel his presence? You experienced his presence. Mighty God, we thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we bless you. As we go into your word, I thank you. I ask for revelation. Help me to communicate the oracles of God. Let there be a spirit-to-spirit communication. Lord, my God, help us to be ready for what you have in store for us. Let not one person miss you, O God. Let not one person listening to me, either here or via the media, everyone, Lord, I ask that you would have your way. Let your will be done. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So I want to share with you, we've been talking about preparation, and I want to share with you on what I call discerning God's preparation. Okay? You need to, you need, you need, you need to understand how God works and how He prepares people. He prepares, He's always, he's always preparing for something. And uh, I've said before that in the kingdom, preparation takes a high priority. It takes a high priority. And so when you prioritize preparation, when you prioritize preparation in whatever it is that uh, you're about to embark on, you'll find out that God tends to honor you when you, um, when you prioritize preparation. So, God prepares people before He uses them. Okay? And God also prepares opportunities for people who are prepared. Okay? Yeah. So many times we just want to float into destiny. I wish it were like that because I would really like to sign up for that if it were like that. (laughs) So if you know how to access that, please let me know. Just send me a WhatsApp or, you know, drop me a message. Um, Messenger. (laughs) Facebook Messenger. Just tell me, Pastor... This is how you can access it. I've discovered it. You can just float into destiny like this. And I really appreciate that. But I'm telling you, from my understanding of the scriptures, it's not like that. It's not like that. God will always prepare you for something. Do you know that you were sent on the earth prepared for a certain assignment? Yeah. Your DNA... Even your DNA structure, even your, 
even your, 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 your genes, your personality, and your gifting, your talents, all these things are given to you ahead of time. That's part of God's preparation. Okay? That's part of God's preparation for what He has called you to do. That's why you find out that in the, in, in, um, in the book of Jeremiah, God spoke to, to Jeremiah. In fact, let's, let's, let's read from there. Jeremiah chapter 1. In Jeremiah chapter 1, God spoke to Jeremiah. And he says in verse 4, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, huh? before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Amen. Can you imagine that? Before I formed you in the womb. In other words, before you were conceived. God prepared you ahead of time. Come on, turn to someone and say, God prepared you. Before you were conceived. Yeah. Before you were conceived, God prepared you. And then he now decided the kind of combination that is required. Come on. Yeah. He decided the kind of combination that is required. The kind of um, um, chromosomes that are required. <laughs> The kind of genes that are required. The, 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 the kind of cultural setting that is required. Hallelujah. He, he, he prepared all of that ahead of time. Yes. So he prepared that and he, he now prepared the kind of family. The kind of family environment that is required. He prepared all of that. And then prepared the year. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. He prepared the season. And then planted you in there. So preparation is of high priority before God. In God's scheme of things, preparation is vital. So he's telling this young prophet Jeremiah... He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. In other words, you are not a surprise. You're not a mistake. Glory to God. You're not a mistake. You were known before you were conceived. Isn't that interesting? And he says, I ordained you a prophet. Even your calling was determined right inside the womb. Right inside the womb. Your calling was determined. Prepared for you. Before you could say one word. Before you could say one prayer. Are you getting me? Before you could take one step. God had prepared it. So, and you need to understand that um, your life is not a mistake. You might make a mistake, but it doesn't mean that you are a mistake. Do you get my point? We all make mistakes. Because of Adam's sin, so many things have muddled up um, our lives. So, but God is a great redeemer. God is a great redeemer. God, has, God is working in your life. There are things He's doing in your life in order to bring you to that place. To bring you to that place where you will fulfill the purpose for which you were born. I don't know about you. That's encouraging to me. Yeah, it is encouraging to me 
So um, even, even if, even if you made a major blunder, will you trust God, the master planner? Don't know someone say God is a master planner. All right. I know you have the mask over your, your mouth, so you cannot, <laughs> you're sounding, <laughs> yeah, say, say God is a master planner. <laughs> yeah, he is a master planner. And so because he's a master planner, his plans can never be frustrated. His plans can never be frustrated. The only thing is if you reject his plan. If you reject his plan, it's different. But if you don't reject his plan and you are yielded to him, life cannot stop you. I mean, when I say life, I mean situations. Life situations don't have the power to stop you from becoming who you should be. There's nothing. I'm telling you, nothing. There is no disadvantage that can stop you. None whatsoever. And so when you begin to think like that, you see that God, you see the greatness of God, the sovereignty of God, and then you approach life with that faith and that understanding. Yeah. And you, you, you remember that song by Sinaj? Um, I am who God says I am. Hallelujah. Yeah, what a powerful proclamation. I am who God says I am. I am not who the society says I am. I am not who my friends say that I am. I am not who my circumstance says I am. I am who God says I am. Do you believe that? Yeah. So you, you need to trust that what God says is more real than anything you face, than any obstacle you face. Glory to God. So even as a family, there's nothing that can stop you from fulfilling your destiny. As an individual, nothing can stop you from fulfilling that if you will cooperate with him. Amen. Yeah. If you will cooperate with him. The only thing is that God has given us um, free will. Okay? And he, because, why did he give us free will? Because he made us in his image. And he has a free will. Okay? He has a free will. So he gave us a free will. And you can make dumb decisions. And you can say to God, God, I don't want your plan. That is a different case. But as long as you say, God, I want your plan, nothing can stop it. It might be delayed, but it cannot be stopped. Amen. So tell someone, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You're not saying as if you, you, you are convinced. Okay, say, I am unstoppable. Okay, you sound more convincing. <laughs> yes, you are unstoppable. That is true. So God has prepared you. He has, he has prepared you, prepared your life, prepared your future, prepared everything. So much that in heaven there is a book written about you. Can you imagine that? So, do you know that you are so popular that there is a book about you? You, know, you, you, you? you don't just write books about people that don't matter. Am I correct? Yeah. Books are written about people that matter. So, look at uh, Psalm 139. The psalmist gives us insight into this. In Psalm 139, he gives us insight into the fact that the number of our days were written in the book of God. Amen. My Lord, my God, 
Where is that verse? Some, is it 139? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Verse. I'll read from verse 13. He says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Hallelujah. And skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. The lowest part of the earth here is talking about the womb. That's the secret where you were conceived, where you were being formed. Glory to God. Yes. He says... Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there were none of them. So in other words, before I was conceived, there was a book. There is a place in heaven where books are stored. Okay, concerning every human being. So that book was written before you were conceived. And so, on the last day, when we, when we stand before God, if you read Revelation, it says that the books are brought. And now we are assessed according to what is written in the books. Many people think it's only the book of life. We only... When you hear about Revelation and, they, oh, well, it's your name written in the book of life. Now, that's one book. There are other books. Okay, so one of those books is the book that this scripture is talking about. So they're going to bring out the book and they say, oh, let's see. Okay, um, how many chapters did you fulfill? Some people's book maybe might have five chapters. Some maybe six, some maybe ten chapters. So your life is going to be assessed like that. Okay? So, and, and, and you need to understand that God prepared ahead of time before you came. He was so detailed that he documented it. He documented your life. So, guess what? Nothing about you surprises him. Nothing surprises him. And that is why if you want to fulfill what God has written about you, you need to be prayerful. You need to be prayerful. Prayer helps you to, helps to bring your life back into alignment. It's one of the ways that God orders things. So... Um, God's preparation, if you, if, you, if, you, if you understand this, this is going to help you tremendously to, to embrace life in a, with a better attitude and face whatever it is you, whatever it is that comes, you know it's a fixed match. Come on. Somebody say, it's a fixed match. Yeah, so it, it, whatever it is that comes against you, you know you are already on the winning side. God has destined it that way for you to win at the end. But he took time to prepare this thing. So Satan doesn't know the blueprint of your life. Do you understand me? I'm telling you, he does not have it. He has not read the book about you. Because that book is kept in heaven. But your angel has read the book about you. Yeah. So he has been commissioned to take care of you and to ensure that things go in line with the, what has been written about you. So that's how detailed God went to prepare for your life. He went so far to prepare for your life. And so when things begin to go uh, in a way that you feel, no, it shouldn't be like that. 
You need to pray. But how should you pray when things are not going correctly? Look at Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, it says that uh, verse, verse, verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And then 27 says, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to what the will of God, according to what has been written, according to what is in your book, the Holy Spirit helps you. When you yield yourself to the Spirit of prayer, the Holy Spirit now enables you to pray according to what has been written about you. So that now the next verse will be fulfilled. Look at what it says. Verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. So, Oftentimes we quote verse 28, but if you quote it in isolation to the preceding verses, you miss the context. Yeah, you miss the context. The context is that God has prepared your life for you and He has documented it. He has reserved it in heaven, okay? The Holy Spirit has read that book. Your angels have read that book, but you have not read the book. Satan has not read the book. So when Satan brings something against you, against your life, he's fighting you, and you go, this verse kicks in quickly. The Holy Spirit now begins to realign things. Hallelujah. He begins to reorder things. Then all those things that were supposed to be against you now begin to work for you. They begin to work for you. I'm telling you. So the, the, the most frustrating assignment is to be a devil. Yeah, that's the, most, that's the most frustrating assignment. Why? Because no matter what he does, he ends up helping God. When you are prayerful. Yeah. So many times the, the mistake Christians make is that when they face off, they stop praying. No, no, no. That's when you need to pray more. <laughs> you need to pray so that, that now God will, will step in sovereignly and begin to reorder things. And if, if things have gone off track, he now begins to bring it back to what has been written in the book. Hallelujah. Don't you love God? Yeah. It's only when you reject His plan, then that's a problem. There's no other person that can stop it. Nobody. Nobody. So when you, when you embrace His plan, when you embrace His purpose, and you say, this is it. And that's why I know no matter what, uh, always, there are certain statements, if you've been around me, you've always heard me say certain things. My case is different. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If, if something brings everybody else down, it's going to take me up. Amen. Yeah. That's it. Why? It has been pre-planned. God has destined it that way concerning you, but you need to believe it. You need to trust Him. Trust Him. Don't live in fear. Even if you don't understand, don't be afraid. You might not know tomorrow, but you know who holds tomorrow. You know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. 
So there are things that God has put in place already. There are people he has put in place as well for you. There are people you will meet tomorrow. There are people you have met now. There are people you will meet next year. Hallelujah. And as you continue to give yourself to prayer, especially praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues is more powerful than you imagine. <laughs> More powerful. You can just and the Holy Spirit is saying, Yes, um, Jack and John, Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill, they are in Japan and they are part of my destiny. My book contains a chapter. And there's a role that Jack and Jill are going to play. So as I'm praying, you know what will happen? The Holy Spirit will now orchestrate a circumstance that will now relocate Jack and Jill to Johannesburg. Hallelujah. They, they think that they are just doing it, but they don't know that it is my prayer that has engineered their relocation. And they are relocated to Johannesburg. And I'm praying, it has been pre-planned. Hallelujah. It has been pre-planned. And the more I give myself to prayer, they find that they keep getting closer to me. Keep, keep moving closer. First of all, they'll think Africa. Then after now, it will be zeroed down to South Africa. Then it will be zeroed down to Johannesburg. Hallelujah. Then as I continue to pray, God is orchestrating things, opening doors for them and giving them connections. And it's all planned. Hallelujah. Then they will just find that they will just, one day there will be a divine appointment. And then I'm going somewhere, just walking. And then I just decide to go to Melrose. And then and I'm there. And then boom, we bump into each other. And then there is a connection. But it started long time ago. In the spirit. Hallelujah. It started from eternity. It started from eternity. And that's why I say to you that I've said many times, prayer is more than a shopping list. Amen. I'm telling you. When you, when, when you understand that and you begin, God is orchestrating things. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is moving. He is inspiring somebody to take a certain position in preparation to what they are supposed to fulfill in your life. Glory to God. Amen. And you will just be at the right place and you will hear the right thing that will inspire the right action. And the, It's all planned. It's all planned. God is amazing. He is a master planner. He's a master planner. Haven't you heard people say, oh, well, I don't know. I've just been thinking about you. And, you know, and then, yeah, this opportunity came. And I don't know why. I'm just, I'm just thinking about you. And then, boom, it's what you will believe in God for. How many people have experienced that? Yeah. That's God. That's God. So you, you, you need to learn to pray in the Spirit if you want to fit into the plan of God. Yes, there are many ways. So there is the preparation that is before your conception. Okay? There is a preparation that God has done. But then there are some preparations that are playing out as you pray. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, as you pray. As you give yourself to prayer. And so that's why I'm not moved, I'm not intimidated by anything. Why? Because I know at the end of the day, what God said will come to pass. Yeah. Though the vision tarry, wait for it. It will surely come to pass. It will surely come to pass. Is that not what he said in Habakkuk? Yeah, let's read it. Habakkuk chapter 2. 
I hope you know where Habakkuk is. Because it wouldn't be nice when you get to heaven and Habakkuk says to you, Hello, did you read my book? <laughs> Your what? <laughs> it wouldn't be funny. So please make sure you read the book of Habakkuk so that when you meet him in heaven, you can say, I read your book. And he'll be happy you read his book. Huh? <laughs> yes. Because some of you, you only like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Where the miracles of Jesus are. And that's where you are. You, you, you can't only read those. Because all these guys, these are people you're going to meet in heaven. So you should be able to tell them what you got from their books. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like some of you have not read Supernatural Immunity. I forgive you. Yeah, until now. I forgive you for not reading my book. <laughs> yes. Hmm? Some of you have not read Jewels of Truth. I forgive you. You are forgiven. But I give you time before we get to heaven. <laughs> because there is going to be a different ball game. Yeah, there will be no quarrel, but I can deal with you there. In a very righteous way. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Habakkuk chapter 2. He says in verse 2, he says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. He says, the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Listen, what God said is not a lie. If God said something about you, it will come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither I see the Son of Man that he should repent. Hmm? Yeah. So... What is he saying? He says, at the end it will speak, it will not lie. And then he says, though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? You, oh, this dream is like it's not going to come to pass. Wait for it. Because there are other preparations that still need to fit in. There are other things. It's not going to happen in isolation. You see, so God doesn't, God doesn't do things haphazardly like you. Okay? Everything is orchestrated and it has to fit perfectly. It's just like, I mean, you remember in Genesis 3 when uh, after um, Adam and Eve sinned, God said the seed of the woman. It's going to bruise your head, right? Speaking to the serpent. And you, you, you will bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Your authority is going to be taken away from you. All right? And then, you know, years go by. It's like, when is this thing going to happen? Then Isaiah comes and he gives one strange prophetic word. A virgin will conceive. I'm sure he himself will say, what, 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 what did I just prophesy? <laughs> but it's written. It is written. So a lot of times, if, if, when prophetic people speak, they speak according to what is written. I'm talking about true prophets. They, 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 they are speaking what is written. Yeah. I'm not talking about prophets that prophesy divination. No, I'm talking about those that can access the, 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 the mind of God. And download that and speak according to that. Don't joke with such people. So Isaiah speaks this. He says, you know, a virgin is going to conceive. And, and, and I'm sure. Uh, and the guy lived and died without seeing it. So can you imagine his reputation? 
Oh no, what a false, this guy was, this guy was, uh, what kind of prophet is this? You said a virgin? A what? Where is it? Where has it happened? Have you heard of that before? That's never happened before. And then the guy died, it didn't happen. So imagine his family say, hmm, mm, Isaiah, <laughs> prophet, prophet. Huh? His brother will say, hmm, we said, this is your prophetic thing. We told you to be careful. Just take it easy. You are declaring things that are not real. It's not realistic. How can you say things like that? Where have you heard of that before? And I could imagine him trying to explain. You know, no, it's the Spirit of God. There you go again. Won't you just humble yourself and repent and go and apologize to the people and tell them that you, you told them a lie? And the guy died. Years went by. Until one day. Hallelujah. The time came when it fitted with what has been pre-planned. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son out of a woman. In the fullness of time. Why does the Bible say fullness of time? Everything had connected. Everything had come together. Hallelujah. It had come together perfectly. Jesus could not have been born during Isaiah's time. It was the wrong time. It was the wrong time. So God had pre-planned everything and everything was still playing out. It's still playing out according to the script. Isaiah, you've done your part. Get out. Another scene comes in. Do you get my point? Another scene takes over and then it continues to play out. And now the fullness of time has come. And by the fullness of time, guess what? It was now, you know, many empires have come and gone. Now is the Roman Empire. Roman Empire are known, they are known for their, for their, for their uh, construction, for their engineering, road construction. And it was at a time, it was at a time that now Rome has, has constructed roads to the, throughout the entire empire. Highways to take the gospel were now in place. Hallelujah. The time is right. Now the, the, the gospel can move fast. The fullness of time. And guess what? Even before Rome, you know, the, 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 the Greek empire had conquered and spread and compelled everyone to speak the Greek language. So it's all part of the preparation. It's all part of the preparation. So by the time Mary came to the scene, the stage had been set. Common language to communicate with the entire world. And then you hear the saying, all roads lead to Rome. You've heard that before? Where do you think it came from? The Romans had, they had mastered construction and they had roads all over, all over. So the apostles could now travel to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. On, on chariots, on horses, but they had a pathway and there was a language of communication. God is a master planner. So that's why if you try to force that dream to happen out of his time, there will be major aspects that will be missing. They will be missing. So that's why it's foolish for you to compare yourself to another person because you don't know the components of your dream. You just know the dream, but there are other things that are supposed to form part of that dream, but you don't know. The vision is for an appointed time. Wait for it, though it tarry. 
it will surely come to pass. It will not lie. Come on. Turn to someone and say, it will not lie. It will never lie. Glory to God. There are things that God has said to us as a church. It will not lie. Hallelujah. There are still other components that are being prepared. You know, they, they, they are going to fit in at the right time. At the right time, everything will fall into place. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. So you need to discern God's preparation. Understand that it has happened. He has prepared it before you came on the scene. You know, when, 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 when you are put on stage to act, you are not the one that... You, 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 the, the, the script was prepared before you were given a section, right? Yeah. A role to play. You have a role to play. You can't play every role. That would be boring. Unless it's a monologue. But that's not even... Yeah, anyway... The point is this. Oftentimes, God will show you something and he will tell you what he's about to do or what he's, he plans to do, but he doesn't tell you all the people that will be part of it. He does not show you all the components. Okay? And that's why you need to trust him and walk by faith and not by sight. So every day you wake up and say, Lord, I just thank you for the things you've prepared for me. Amen. Oh, my God. I love the Lord. Amen. The Lord has prepared it for you. It's to your advantage. Even when things seem to be going wrong, they are going wrong to become right. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, they, they're going wrong now, but they'll become right by tomorrow. Just go before God. According to what is written in the book concerning me. You know, it says, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. Hallelujah. Anything that is not part of the book, I command to be uh, taken out of my life. Hallelujah. You just begin to pray and you begin to declare. You begin to decree things like that. And I'm telling you, the devil doesn't have the blueprint. God kept it for himself. Amen. It's safe in heaven. Amen. So get ready for great things. There are great things God wants to do. There are great things He wants to do. There are great things He has prepared for you. And the only thing is that it's, just, it's still playing. Hallelujah. still playing. One chapter, after that, another chapter. And after that, another chapter. <laughs> Whew. Amazing. You need to understand these things so that your life will be without frustration. Okay? Yeah. So when you meet difficult people, maybe they are part of the script. How do you know? Don't be quick to get rid of them. Yeah, I'm telling you. Don't be quick to get rid of them. Because there is what they are supposed to contribute to your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus needed Judas. Yeah. He needed someone to betray him. Okay? So, sometimes betrayals are in order. 
Hello. Say there is a script. There is a script. So if you are being betrayed, don't, don't kill yourself because you were betrayed. Yeah. Just say, all things work together for good. Hallelujah. And then you go, Holy Spirit, I just thank you. This betrayer is working for my good. In the name of Jesus. I trust you, I trust you to turn these things around for my good. That's the kind of attitude you should have. Don't have a defeatist mentality. You must have the overcomer's complex. Hallelujah. So no matter what, you're an overcomer. Yeah. So that's why I feel sorry for anybody that comes against me. Yeah, because there's what has been determined already. So you, you, you just, you, you want to be on the good side. And you should be like that as well. If anybody is fighting you, just be sorry for them. Be praying, God, have mercy. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> is, is that not what Jesus... Those guys that were, you know, um, that were insulting him, you know, beating him, prophesy. They blindfolded him, you know, and they would slap him. Bah! You say you're a prophet, prophesy. Who slapped you? Call the name. And he was going like a lamb led to the slaughter. He did not even open his mouth. It's in the script. Hallelujah. I said it's in the script. So Jesus had read the script. So he aligned with the script. And as they say, well, you know, it's time to crucify you. They nail him. And they put him up there. And what does he say? Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Why did he say that? He knew. So he prayed for their forgiveness. What a heart. On the cross. With such agony. Such pain. Learn to appreciate, appreciate the Lord. Amen. Kadabostehe. Mm. Hallelujah. Ephesians. Let me read Ephesians chapter one. Verse, verse 11 says, "In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined." According to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Come on. Did he say who works good things? What does he say? All things. He works all things. Not just good things. All things. So everything you face can become part Of taking you to where God has ordained for you. So that's why you must not waste your experiences. Don't waste your pains. All right. This pain, it's, it's hard, but it's working for good. Hmm? Yeah. This person is m maltreating me, but it's working for good. This injustice that I'm suffering, I don't enjoy it, I don't like it, but it's working for good. These lies people are saying about me, I don't like it, but it's working 
according to the counsel of His will. So when you begin to put your faith like that to, how, to, to the things that come your way, God begins to fast track certain things. Hallelujah. That's why when you pray, there are certain aspects of God's will that you are able to fulfill. But when you don't pray, you don't have the energy to proceed in that direction. The case in point, Jesus in Gethsemane. Father, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Yeah, all things are possible with you, Father. There's not, there's no, you can still save mankind without me going to the cross. Because you love man so much and you want to save man. And I know that you will find a way to do it. You, you, there's nothing you cannot do. So let this cup pass over me. But nevertheless... Not my will. Your will, that which is written. The script should not be corrected because of me. And as he prayed that, he got the strength. The Bible says God sent an angel to strengthen him. Hallelujah. Because he has come to a point now that, you know, it, 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 he needed strength. To finish the last lap. Because he has been carrying it out. He has been going faithfully through. And, 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 and he's been fulfilling everything that has been written. You know, that's why you, you read the gospel. It says, it as according to what was written by the prophet Isaiah. According to what was written by Jeremiah. According to what was written by Moses. According to the script. He was living according to the script. But now the last lap, he nearly missed it. But prayer, hallelujah. Prayer helped him to put energy into him. And then he faced it. And right there on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Oh, this person defrauded me. Let it work for my good. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let it work for my good. Oh, this person, you know, uh, did this to me. Just put your faith in the word. I say, let it work for my good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, this person stole this person stole this thing from me. Let it work for my good. There's nothing anybody can steal from you that will impoverish you. Did you hear me? Nothing. I'm telling you, there is nothing anybody can steal from you that will impoverish you. Why? Because if they can steal it, that means it's not much. That means what is inside you is more. Hallelujah. So just let it go and say, okay. Is that all you want? Let it work for my good. <laughs> back to the script. Keep going back to the script. Keep going back to the script. Keep praying that that which has been taken will somehow fulfill what is written in the script. That's why it's, it's frustrating to be a devil. Because he, he, he never wins. He never wins. When he comes against you in one way, the, as you pray like that, the Holy Spirit kicks in and then begins to now order things. Something in the script is fulfilled. He ends up helping him. Do you know that the devil doesn't want to help you? So it's humiliating, it's, it's painful to him that what he planned for evil now works out for good. 
Look at what he, look, look, look at what he did to jo Joseph. There was a script. Hallelujah. God spoke about Joseph. Showed him. And the devil said, oh, so you want to fulfill this? I'm going to kill you. Entered into his brothers. Used jealousy. You know, inspired the brothers. Kill him. Let's kill him and see how this dream will come to pass. And right there as they're arguing among themselves, they decide, what, what benefit will it be? Yeah. Let's sell him. At least we'll make some money. Huh? And they sold him. The script, hallelujah, is playing out. They plan evil. God turned it around. Amen. You see how God works? He has already planned things for you. And you must discern that. So when, you, when you're going through life, just look and say, how is this fulfilling the script? Amen. Okay? Ask, ask yourself, yeah, yeah. The script must be fulfilled. Lord, okay, this is happening. I'm praying for the script. What is written in heaven? Let it be fulfilled. Amen. When you pray like that, there's no wisdom against that. The Bible says there's no wisdom against the Lord. What kind, of, what kind of strategy? The whole of hell put together cannot stop that. So, they took him and then he now becomes a slave in Potiphar's house. You know? And Mrs. Potiphar had a different script from hell. And she tried to, you know, play that role. And Joseph didn't fall for it. And he got punished to jail. There's no human rights. No attorney that can, you know, defend him. That's it. And right there, God was still working. Because his heart was right. God was still able to bring it to pass. Eventually, he became Potiphar's boss. God has a sense of humor. So be careful how you treat people when you are in a position of influence. Okay? Or if somebody is dis disadvantaged, be careful. Because the script, you don't know the script of their life. You don't know the script. Yeah. The script, it might just flip like that and then now you just see, oh, oh. This person that was here is not the one that I need to favor me to enter the next level. That's how it works. Amazing. So that's why when Jesus says you should love your enemies, he knew what he was saying. You, you, you don't, if you kill all the enemies, first of all, in, the, in, in Psalm 23, he says he prepares a table before you, in the presence of your enemies, if you kill all the enemies and it's time to fulfill that script and there are no enemies, there's something missing in your life there. So some enemies are necessary. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. They're necessary. So you, 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 you need to trust God. Have faith. Believe God. Things are working out. Amen? Amen? It might not be the way you planned it, but it would be the way He planned it. Huh? Your plan might be frustrated, just like Jesus' plan in Gethsemane was to escape the cross. And His plan didn't come to pass, but the script was fulfilled. So my prayer is that Every single one of us, that our lives will fit into what God has prepared. What God has prepared. There's a scripture in Ephesians that says that there, um, there are works that He has ordained for us, prepared ahead of time for us. Yeah. To walk into. So God has prepared some things. You just wake up and walk into what has been prepared. Amen. Amazing. I am looking at great people. Hallelujah.
significant. Changing nations. Yes, changing lives. Impacting generations. It's being prepared. It's the script. Be patient. Follow his process. Don't run ahead of him. Abraham made a mistake with his wife Sarah. They conspired against God to try to help to bring the script to pass in an unlawful way. And they ended up with an Ishmael. Hmm? There is what God had written already and God told him, just wait. Okay, it took 25 years. Keep waiting. It will not lie. The vision is for an appointed time. He has prepared it. He has prepared all the players. And he has prepared all the scenes. He has prepared the set. He has prepared all that is supposed to make that scene the way it is written. He's prepared them so they will just come together. You'll just find things coming together, coming together like that. How many people believe God? How many people trust God? You will trust God and not doubt God. Don't doubt God. Don't be fearful, okay? Don't be fearful. Don't, don't, don't wake up now and tell God, God, you are too slow. I need to fix this myself. If you do that, you will end up with an Ishmael. So my prayer is that you don't miss that. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. We bless you. We bless your name. I bless you for every single one. Lord, my God, I pray for your people. I pray, oh God, doesn't matter what they're going through, Lord, let the script, let things begin to line up according to the script, according to the book that is written concerning them in the name of Jesus. Let the enemy's plans be frustrated in the name of Jesus. Let every plan of Satan be aborted in the name of Jesus. Minga tokus Lord, I ask for wisdom. I ask for understanding. Help them not to be dumb and make dumb decisions. Help them to be wise. Hallelujah. And to make wise decisions. Help them not to prolong things unnecessary. Mighty God. Mighty God. I speak, O oh Father, and I speak, and I ask for the spirit of understanding to flow right now. Receive understanding. Receive wisdom. The wisdom of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom and understanding to help you. Yes. Even when things look complicated. Even when things don't make sense. Receive the wisdom of God. I ask that you would also impart grace, special grace, special grace for tough times, special grace, oh God, for, for seasons of, of uncertainty, special grace, oh Father, let it be imparted to them right now, right now. Even when life does not make sense, let God make sense to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let them not, Lord, I pray that they would not be intimidated by the enemy. That the enemy will not harass them. They will refuse to be harassed. Hallelujah. Put in them the confidence, Lord, that cannot be shaken. Yes. Let their confidence be in you and not just in their plans. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, They that, that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion. Lord, let them be immovable. I decree that. Stability into your life. Receive stability right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. 
we declare that the vision will not tarry. Though it tarry, it will not lie. I declare that concerning everyone, that every dream will come to fruition at the right time. Hallelujah. Let all the components, every aspect that is supposed to be in place in their lives at the moment of fulfillment, Lord, let all those circumstances, Lord God, begin to come together. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise and I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, if you're here and you're not born again or maybe you're listening, watching, uh, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. If you will just repeat this after me, we'll pray for you and uh, you'll surrender your life to Jesus because that's the starting point. The starting point is surrendering to Him and then he is the one who knows the script and he will he will cause your life to fall in line with what has been written just say this after me say dear God I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me and went to the cross so that I can have a place in heaven with you I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now I pray for you, Father. I pray for every single one. Everyone that has prayed this prayer. The first time I ask, oh Lord God, that they will experience the joy of salvation. Let your kingdom come in their lives. Let them experience the realities of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, please contact us, write us, send us a message. We would like to be in touch with you and to uh, guide you and the steps you need to take from there going forward. All right. God bless you, everyone. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.